Welcome to episode 10 of Built Blocks, the podcast about cities, architecture, buildings, the built environment, and everything in between. What do design, branding, good bourbon, and a Norwegian architect firm have in common? It's the thread to this episode's interview with John Patrick Winberry, founding partner, chief wrangler, and architect at the Up Studio. Up is a small, nimble boutique architecture, interior, and brand design firm that believes all disciplines can live together within a given project. If you're a client, you get the design, but maybe you need signage, a new brand, or marketing to go with that new building. That's where Up comes in. The belief of a turnkey solution makes for an interesting conversation. At 38, Winberry, on the young side of the profession, starts us out with the path he took to start Up a path that just might involve sneaking into a Richard Meyer house along the way. Enjoy the episode. I was, uh, I was working at a firm when I was younger. Um, I had not gone to college yet. Out of high school, I kind of wasn't 100% sure where I wanted to go. Um, so I ended up working at a firm. Um, and there was um, someone working there. His name was Adam Wanaselia, who's now my partner, uh, who was going to school and he would bring in these like fundy models uh, into the office. And I was just so hooked on like what was happening spatially with, with these models. And uh, we were working on more kind of cookie cutter, large scale homes for, for wealthy clients. Um, and I would see these models and I was super intrigued and ended up, we snuck into a Richard Meyer house, which was by our old office. And there was this moment and I can like, I get chills thinking about it like right now because there was this amazing moment of walking through the space and understanding quickly that someone had thought about my circulation pattern through this house. Um, and it just kind of clicked right there for me that this was kind of what I really, really wanted to do. Um, it was just that understanding that someone could study someone's path to through a building, whether it's a home or a public space or, or anything like that, and kind of really uh, register the architecture to someone's uh, kind of movement was really exciting to me. So that kind of hooked me and, and kind of my path took uh, a bunch of wines after that, which would make it a really long story. But that's, that's basically it, kind of walking that Meyer house uh, really kind of locked me into this idea of modern architecture um, and kind of obsessing over it for the last uh, 15, 15 years. From the moment John Patrick and eventual founding partner Adam Wanaselia toured the house, a theme started to emerge on how space works and how it could be applied to the homes they were designing. From there, the idea for Up emerged. Originally partnering with designer Jeffrey Ramirez for design needs, Jeffrey soon joined forces and Up was born. But let's step back. There were a couple lessons to learn. When I was working for that firm, there was this understanding that like um, uh, large or, or big was was the way to go. And there was really no kind of hierarchy inside of the space. There was no understanding of like, oh, this is going to be where people gather. And this is going to be where people um, have a larger gathering. And this is going to be more intimate. Like there was these moments uh, that were missing in the projects that we were working on. And through that Meyer house, um, I just like understood, I was like, oh, this is where we would gather a small group of people for an intimate view out of the courtyard. And this is, you know, this is where we would party with 30 people on the roof deck. It was just like this beautiful 
understanding of space. And I, I really wasn't that well educated in it at the time. So it was really just this like instant education for me of like, there's so much more in architecture, um, that I needed to understand. And, uh, yeah, that's, it was really those moments of just kind of hierarchy through the space that were really, really beautiful and, and well executed by the way. Their latest project, West Beach, presented different challenges and opportunities. The UP team, this time, not only did the design, the signage, and the branding, they were also the developers. It's been an amazing experience for us because um, I think on multiple levels that uh, architects in, in general, a lot of times we are part of that where we think uh, very big sometimes and we're very concept-driven. Um, but there also is the tangible aspects of getting it built on time and on budget. And I, a lot of times that doesn't sound as sexy as talking about the concept of a project. But for us, we want it all to kind of work. We think like we're, we're a concept driven studio, but it also should be built, you know, on time. I, I think both of those things can happen simultaneously and they don't need to be uh, detached from each other. So West Beach has given us that experience where we're, you know, going to the site once a week and we're managing um, not only the architecture, the interior and the brand design, because we did all of that for this project, but we're also managing the craziness of, of a job site where, you know, things get delivered and they're incorrect or, um, you know, uh, we had three days of snow and we, we lost three weeks on the budget because of that, you know, so there's all those things that we're, we're learning. But I think the core principle for us is that we believe in um, kind of minimal sustainable architecture that is kind of integrated into a neighborhood. Um, and we had the opportunity to do it and it was a success. So that's amazing. And we're looking to do many more of that. I think it also, there's a nuts and bolts aspect to it too, because, you know, obviously doing that much work, we're rewarded on the back end of that project as well. So, um, and I just mean like financially we're vested more in it than if we're just hired as the architect or, or the interior design firm or the brand design firm. So, um, there's a, there's a benefit there. And I think there's a benefit for any studio, to be honest with you, whether you're young and old, because, you know, architecture inherently is, is a, a pretty difficult, you know, hustle. If this could potentially give us a more stable footing and allow us to maybe take less work and be a lot more meticulous with those jobs that we select with that are client based only, you know, because I think in the end, we're always, we always want that. We always want a client coming to us that's looking to challenge something um, like a doctor's office or, you know, um, or we, we've done a lot of retail spaces uh, in New York City uh, and, and in California. Um, and um, we love that idea that a client is willing to kind of take the ride with us and, and challenge whatever norm that, that's out there. So we always want that. To, to happen in our studio. But this kind of self-initiated stuff is giving us a, a little more stability um, just to the daily kind of grind of running an office. An early project was Mudgill Practices, a husband and wife team of a dermatologist and dentist who wanted to house both of their medical practices in a shared but separate office space. By designing all of the elements, architecture, interior, and brand design simultaneously, UP was able to create a visual language that is consistent throughout all aspects of the project. 
we have this concept that doctor's offices, and I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, it makes no sense to me, like why a doctor's office are typically dark and narrow and winding and like, it's like that adds like so much more stress to the process, you know, and like it's insane. So like we were super interested in like creating a clarity, like is there a way to simplify just the experience of circulating through the space so it wasn't that like that nightmare to go into the just the exam room um so we created this really uh simple bar scheme um and our circulation path was one giant central hall is what we called it um and once we made that gesture it was really exciting because we had um had created a in like informing uh the circulation pattern for the patients but what we also started to understand is that other you know the doctors that were in the space the staff that was in the space they were all circulating through this really clean plan. Um, and what we did is we, we mapped out their circulation patterns and we combined them and then we grafted them to the ceiling. Um, and that was a, like a main gesture that we made inside of that space. Um, and where the integration back into brand design happened was now all of our wayfinding signs, instead of being placed on the door, which is where they typically would be in a doctor's office, we actually raised them to the ceiling. And there was that subtle integration. Again, it wasn't like overt. We weren't trying to slap it in anyone's face, but it was like there, there's a gesture that we made uh, experiencing the space. And we made these subtle moves so that the brand design, the interior, and the architecture all overlapped on each other um, in a very minimal kind of way. It wasn't, we, again, we're not trying to be over the top with it. We're just trying to make those subtle gestures. So the fact that the wayfinding signs were at the ceiling, a patient walking could always register the ceiling motion, which was one of our main kind of uh, experiences through the space. So that's kind of how that all happened in, in the interaction of it. The conversation turns to beers, bourbon, and maybe Up's dream project designing a boutique restaurant where they control the whole process, right down to the design of the menus. We have a bucket list on our wall of projects that we want, and um, we've done a bunch of small uh, restaurants through the years, um, just through, you know, little things, but we haven't really had like a really nice, and we don't care if it's a 200 square foot shop, like we, um, or 2,000 or 20,000, you know, the scale is something that we, we're not really concerned about, but we love the idea of being, of grabbing a, a small boutique restaurant where we're doing the architecture, the interior, the brand design. So we're doing kind of all these main architectural conceptual things. The interiors are interacting with that. And then we're doing the menus too, right? So like when you're reading the menu, you're seeing something that's referring back to the architecture that's happening like right above your head. We just love that layering, um, and we've we've bid on a bunch, but we have yet to convince someone uh, to have us take that uh, take that leap. But yeah, that's that's one of our our kind of bucket list uh, projects is uh, is doing a restaurant. Bourbon and design go hand in hand. It has to taste good and look good, and like good design, it has to communicate why you should pick that bottle from the others on the shelf. I'm a sucker for good design when it comes to buying beer and booze. If it's got good design. I'll probably buy it. We're, we're, we're really into in the studio, um, Hudson baby bourbon. Um, and it's like this beautiful, like such a minimal 
design. It, I mean, the bourbon is unbelievable too. So this is like a perfect synergy that's happening there. But like the branding is so smart and so simple. And it's just like, it just feels right. You know, like everything about it feels, uh, you know, just like well thought out. And like you said, like I'm a hundred percent like that. I see that. And I'm just like, I just, I have to give it a chance. Like they spent this much time working on the label. Like, how do I not give this a chance? How do I not experience this? Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're into that as well. I have to ask each guest who their big influences are. It's kind of a cliche question, but it always garners a great answer. This one's no exception. In the studio, they're, they're, there are names that get thrown around as, as we're working on projects. Um, Tadeo Ando uh, is someone that we really look up to. Um, Peter Zumthor is always mentioned. So those are like these, these like very principled designers. And um, I, I think there's some, there's a purity to their work that uh, we have yet to reach. And I, and I, I think that's something that we're always striving for. And I, I really find their work, um, just astonishing uh, that they're able to kind of take a single, um, a single material or a single concept so straightforward and just execute it at the highest level. I, I always think that's that's really exciting. Um, and I think there's another firm that we um, that we're really really uh, inspired by, and that's Snowheda. Um, Snowheda does architecture. Um, they do interiors, they do landscape design, um, and they also do brand design. Um, and their, their output on a, on a daily basis, um, is just astonishing the amount of work that they produce and at the quality that they produce it at, uh, is something that for us as a young studio, we look up to them immensely. That's, that's kind of our goal. If we can, if we can get close to Snowheda, we've, we've done something really, really, uh, really good. Um, they did a building, uh, my wife and I visited last year, uh, the, uh, Oslo, um, uh, opera house. And it is, uh, I I've had, uh, been super lucky to, to see a lot of different places and a lot of different buildings that, um, I think is my favorite building of all time. It, it like, from start to finish, what they were able to accomplish with that building is is so astonishing. Um, and to like study where the, it was basically in this um, wasteland of Oslo. It was like you know it was underdeveloped, it wasn't used, and they um, they were able to kind of reinvigorate uh, this entire area with this single building, um, and not only just create like a beautiful piece of architecture. Because and it's it's. Honestly, it's stunning what they were able to do, but like, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. Like the way that they folded down a roof surface to engage the street to have, and it's open all the time. So people are just like, we went, when we went there, I think I went there like five times. I, I always like to go at different times of the day and just see like what's happening. And it was like 1130 at night. And go to any other like public space like that. It's not really occupied, but this was packed with people still. And it's like people riding their bikes and people just the way that the architecture engaged, um, engaged the, the urban scale was, was just like something I'd never experienced before. And, uh, it's really, it was just, it was just so beautiful to see and kind of experience. And I was, 
the most jealous I've ever been of a project in my entire life. Uh, in a good way, in a, in a way that like, okay, like we need to step up what we're doing, you know, like this is where we want to be. Um, yeah, so it's great. It's no head to us is, is one of our, our top firms. And, uh, we love the fact that they do a lot of, you know, multiple disciplines. Um, and yeah, they're, they're definitely someone that we look up to, uh, you know, very heavily. That Oslo building that Winberry visited prompted him to email the Snaheta partnership. The result of that email might be surprising. I'm insane. Like where, like if I see something, I'm just like, I'm just going to email the firm. Like I've never interacted with them ever. And I just emailed the two principals and I was just like, I just want to let you know that like that building affected me just personally. Like I was affected by this building and um, they emailed me back within an hour and they're like, they're like, like one of the top five firms in the, in the world right now. And they just emailed me and they were like, that is the nicest thing. Like we, you know, we greatly appreciate that, you know, come grab a drink with us. Like it was just that like, you can see that it like, it's not just like for lack of a really cheesy architecture uh, cliche. It's not like just a facade. Like that's, they're just like really engaging people on, on multiple levels. Um, and, you know, I saw them lecture recently and I think um, this is something that I'm always really interested in is like ego and it, we all have it and it's, it's very difficult um, to sometimes like manage that, you know, in a studio and their lecture that they gave was really about like this idea of releasing your ego and letting the best idea win inside of the studio, even if it's not yours. Um, and it's just like a really beautiful take on things. And I think to be honest, like that's a, a very difficult thing to do. Um, and to hear them say that, it was like, wow, like maybe, you know, maybe that is, you know, the best idea always should win, you know, even if it's, you know, you're part of the collective that is, that is coming up with it, you know, if it's not exactly yours, but it's, you know, and someone else is better, like let that, let that win. So I thought that was really kind of sound advice um, that you don't ever hear, you know, from a, a firm of that caliber. For more information on Up, visit theupstudio.com. For show notes, visit builtblocks.com. Visit and subscribe to Built Blocks on iTunes and leave a review. I'd appreciate it. Thanks for listening.